Welcome to the Hammer Lane, a private podcast dedicated to the employees of Enterprise Transportation. Your host and Vice President of Trucking, Casey Teague, will cover topics that are important to you, our favorite employee. Posted once a month, we hope you find this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. From interviews answering your questions, we'll try and cover all that's relevant to our business. If you have questions you'd like addressed, email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. That is, again, thehammerlane at eprod.com. Now, let's get into the show. Hey, guys. So, welcome uh, welcome to the Hammer Lane. We, uh, for, for the month of March, I'm a little bit late in uh, getting a podcast put together. And, uh, guys, I'm really kind of running out of uh, content. So, if you have some good ideas, let me know. Uh, I asked the guys in uh, in our staff meeting the other day, hey, what what would be a good uh, a good topic for for March? And we know that uh, our terminal manager in in Pedal is going to retire. This is his last month. And uh, some folks came up and said, "Hey, why don't you do a tribute to Jerry Brumbaugh? It's all about Jerry today." So I thought it was a pretty good idea. So we've got Jerry on the phone. Good morning, Jerry. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Jerry, I'm glad there's people like you. Uh, and folks, uh, Jerry, when he retires on April 3rd, he will have 46 years and five months uh, with Enterprise. Um, you, you just you don't see that very often anymore. Uh, folks uh, move around from company to company, um, and you just don't you don't see that that amount of tenure all that often. Um, what's neat though is we have uh, we have quite a few people. How long, when Alton retired, Alton, uh, if y'all don't know, was a dispatcher in Pedal, uh, retired last year. How, how many years did he have? Uh, Alton had about a year and a half more than I did, so he, is, he probably was at 47 years when he retired. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then we had um, Eddie DeCurligan is probably the most tenured employee I've met since I've been here. Uh, he was the shop foreman in Brobridge, and when he retired, uh, he had uh, 50 years. Uh, his only break in enterprise service, do you know when that was, Jerry? Yeah. Well, he, he uh, Enterprise had bought the company he worked for out, and they brought his years with that company uh, over to Enterprise. So okay. And then he had a... His was a he did have a break yeah. when he had to go to Vietnam. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, and he came right back to uh, right back to uh, Enterprise. It's pretty cool. So, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about Jerry, and I thought it might be interesting to uh, uh, to uh, hear his story. Um, Forty six year career here at Enterprise, Jerry. Why don't you introduce yourself and uh, just give us a, a quick overview of of your career here at, at Enterprise? All right, well, I'm Jerry Blumbaugh. I'm terminal manager here at Federal Terminal for the Enterprise Transportation Company. Uh, I started with the company back in November of 1976. I came up here and filled out an application, and Homer Farrell was the terminal manager. And uh, filled it out and turned it back into him, and he asked me when I could go get a physical. And I told him I could right then, you know, so... I went on down and got my physical taken and come back, and uh, he said, well, when can you come to work? And I said, well, 
when you need me. He said, be back here at 4 p.m. this afternoon. So that's when I started with Enterprise, the day I filled out my application. At 4 p.m. in the uh, afternoon. Yeah, I worked from 4 p.m. to 1 o'clock in the morning. Good night. Six days a week. Uh, got one day off, nine hours a day. My day off was Tuesday. Uh, done that for about two years and got moved up to a mechanic. Now, when you came in, what was what was that job? What were you doing? Uh, well, when I started out, I was changing tires and servicing trucks. Okay, so kind of a service technician that we have today. <clears throat> yes, sir. Yeah. And then I went to a mechanic and mechanic form for about 16 years and uh, got moved into the shop foreman position. And that was in 95. 95. And then... Uh, Went from a trainee mechanic to a A mechanic, or to a B, then to an A, and then to a lead, and you know through those years got up to the top pay. I reckon you call on a mechanic. <clears throat> then I got asked to to take a terminal manager's position when Mr. David James retired, and uh, I decided to do that. So going on twelve years of being terminal manager. So. It, it, it's been a good challenge. I've, I've enjoyed my my stay here, and it's it's, it's real nice. I mean, I, I I enjoy it. Yeah. Well, you you've certainly made your mark, guys. When you know, I've been out to pedal a number of times, and I always enjoy going out there. Um, but but you know, when when you do go out there, and you go in town with Jerry, um, it's it's like wandering around town with a with a congressman. Because everybody in that town knows Jerry Brumball and's got to stop and shake his hand. So there, I'm, I'm sure uh, I'm sure you've got a a lot of memories in that in that town. But talking about memories, what I got just some standard questions that I would ask someone who's been somewhere for as long as you. You know, your most memorable moment at Enterprise. What what would you say that is? Well, I reckon. The first and foremost would be the people that we work with here. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's more like a family than uh, uh, kind of employees, you know. Uh, I would say also the the, uh, the benefits that Enterprise offers their employees, and, uh, and that includes, I mean, some PTO time with your personal time off down to just, I mean, they recently started giving us bonuses for making so much. The company made so much last year, you know, and they gave every employee a bonus on that. I mean, it's just the things that Enterprise does for their employees that I'll miss that. You know? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. If you find a position as a retired person, being retired and getting a bonus, let me know how you're doing that. <laughs> I, I think the well, bonuses I might. That's what I see it. <laughs> <laughs> the bonuses might dry up for you, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I think they will. <laughs> yeah, that that is neat. I was curious. So, in '76 is when you started. Did Enterprise have a 401k program then? No, sir. When, had, uh, when did that kick probably, off? Well, the, the 401k didn't kick off until 1990. Okay. Wow. They did have a. Uh, I reckon you call it more or less a profit sharing okay uh they had years ago 
Yeah. <clears throat> something. I think the government got involved in that. Something they couldn't. They couldn't do what they were doing on that for some reason. But anyway, uh, they had to do away with it. Sure. Okay. Um, yeah, that that four one k is nice. Yeah, it is, and that you know a lot of people. I, I well. So I had H.R. Seth uh, take a look. I asked him, hey, you know, every now and then we like to, I like to know, um, how many folks are participating in our 401K? And, and right now, um, amongst our driver population, um, it's about two-thirds. So there's a, there's a third of our driver population that are not participating. And, uh, you know, at some point, um, Jerry is facing that right now. You're going to hang up, uh, hang it up. And, you know, I guess you'll get rid of your watch and get you a clock that just has days of the week. I don't know. Uh, because you're not have to get up in the morning and, and go to work. Uh, we all, we're all going to come to that point, hopefully. And hopefully we've got a little nest egg and that 401k with a 6% match. Um, man, you're just, you just don't find that that's free money. So it yeah it adds up quickly. I, I mean, so I've only been I've been here eight years now, and I've really been impressed at uh, at how quickly uh, your four hundred one k account um, starts to build. And it you know the larger it gets, that the quicker it builds too. It's it's really kind of neat. So you know we talk about you're going to retire and get a clock with days of the week instead of numbers. What, have you thought about that first day when you wake up in the morning on that first day and you don't have to go to work? What do you think that's going to look like? What are you going to do? Well, you know, getting into a routine, I'll probably get up and get dressed like I'm going to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> and then realize that, well, you know, I ain't going to do that no more. <laughs> but I've got plenty, <clears throat> plenty around the house that I can do. It's, uh, I'll miss it. I probably will, you know, get getting up every morning, coming into work. Yeah, you got you got plenty of hobbies, right? Oh yeah, I got plenty of hobbies. Yeah, I think uh, I've never seen your shop other than in pictures, but uh, you restore old cars, don't you? Well, I got a few old cars I'm wanting to get restored. Is nineteen sixty five Chevy Two Nova, two little hard top. What you got in that one? I got a little old 283 with automatic in it. Okay. That I built years ago and put in there. And then I got a 1931 Chevrolet five window coupe with oh, a wow. rumble seat in the back. Uh, 39 Ford pickup. I'm just, I've got plenty of projects <laughs> around there. Yeah, you're going to have some time to do them. That's pretty cool. I think, uh, you know, there's there's folks that don't have a lot of hobbies, and you wonder what they what they do. I think I could I could occupy my retired time. I got plenty oh, to yeah. do too. What? So when you started in '76, what what did Enterprise look like? What kind of trucks did y'all have? You know, what was the company yeah. like? Oh, uh, when I started, it it kind of looked like a uh, a small trucking company and an LP storage company over here at Pell. We had some uh, <clears throat> international trucks, 4200s. We had some uh, 
international cam over. We had some great, I mean, uh, uh, Western stars. And then we had some GMC Astros. Oh, yeah. I remember Bill talking to me about those. Yeah, those was, uh, and they had an AB92 in it with a, a 10 speed. Let them rear in. I mean, these trucks would spin the tires out here on gravel, loaded. <laughs> <clears throat> they just had so much power. Uh, but it looked like just a small trucking company that stored LP gas here. You know, I didn't know all the other stuff that that they owned over in corporate. I didn't really uh, realize that until about '95 when I became shop foreman. Right. And they flew me over to Houston to get my company truck. And I got to take a tour through uh, Mount Bellevue plant. And then, and that was unbelievable. That place, yeah. And I'm sure from from the time you first saw it to now, it's it's just grown exponentially. It's massive. Yeah. But, I mean, it was, uh, and then I got, when I left there, I got to go to a couple of the terminals on the way back and just seeing all how big the company was was just amazing. I mean, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. And then it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger over the years. Um, it's, it's been so much of an experience. So, you know, a lot of people, you, you, your, uh, your enterprise world revolved around pedal and that storage facility and the truck terminal and the maintenance shop. Um, and so for guys in Texas, out in West Texas, New Mexico that don't get that way, um, tell everybody about pedal. What is pedal? We know that we have some trucks there, but what else is there? The pedal, pedal terminal has a storage facility and it's sitting up on top of a salt dome. Uh, we've got several caverns that they can store gas in. Then they have a truck rack. They unload trucks and they load trucks. And the tanks, and then they got a spur off the railroad that they can load and unload tank cars. Dixie Pipeline runs into pedal and runs on up to the north east coast up there. So, I mean, it's a it's a pretty, pretty good sized facility here. You get Enterprise products and transportation in one little facility here. Yeah, Dixie Pipeline running by it. It's uh, they can store quite a bit of LP gas underground. Yeah, it's it's pretty significant, guys. I mean that Jerry's taking me on a on a tour of the the storage facility there, and it's <coughs> it's a large large site um, right outside of uh, Hattiesburg. It's uh, Pedal sits just north of uh, of Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And uh, beautiful area too, Rolling Hills, uh, Piney Woods. That's that's my kind of place too. So, you know, we talk about salt dome storage. Um, I don't think that uh, we could talk about pedal without uh, talking about um, the uh, the accident that took place. And I don't recall the year when that <clears throat> excuse me when that salt dome cavern exploded. Talk talk a little bit about that and. And what happened? I, I think 
I don't think you were there. I think you were on vacation. I did. I, I was uh, I was on on uh, PTO. I was, I was off a weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And what what year was and, that? Uh, that was July twenty second of nineteen eighty six. Nineteen eighty six. <clears throat> and I was going to start my vacation on a Tuesday, which would have been the 22nd of July. Uh, and I was sitting in Dallas, Texas with my two kids, took them on vacation, and uh, got up that morning, I was drinking my coffee, and something was telling me that I needed to go back home. I mean, it just it stayed on my mind, and uh, cause I had planned on taking the kids on down to Houston. Right. Uh, to Astrodome, but something just told me that I need to come on back home. So I got them up and we was headed back home. That was on a Tuesday morning. Uh, and when I come back into Hattiesburg, one of the drivers seen me coming in and flagged me down and said that Enterprise had blowed up that morning. And uh, so I went and dropped my kids off and, and come on up here, and man, it was a mess. Uh, there was still stuff on fire, tanks on fire, speed gauges spewing fire out their speed gauges because, I mean, it was just a big hole up here. They had a tank floating around, LP tank floating around, and the hole had blowed out. It was full of water. Uh, we was walking around in six inches of soupy mud, uh, trying to get all this situated around and everything, but it was a it was an experience to go through, I tell you. Yeah, and, and people burned. Yeah. Unfortunately no no one was killed in that accident, right? No. Yeah. How many trucks did we lose though? Uh I think a total of fifteen was total. Uh there's still one in the pond, believe it or not, a forty two hundred international. Oh, the tractor's oh, down there, okay. too? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. The uh, truck's still in the pond. I wonder how deep that it's, thing uh, is. Last recording I got on case, he was about 55 foot deep. Okay. But now it's probably connected somehow to that cavern that they were storing that gas in. Yeah. Because uh, that's where the gas come up through the, through the earth, you know, got up here in saturated the ground so it got up and built that pressure enough to blow it through and it blew through right by our flare stack and covered the fire and went back down and then blowed it up. So they think the flare the flare was the ignition source? Oh yeah. Yeah. Because it, it came out right there by the flare where the ground broke up. And how do they think the, because it was the, the cap uh, that uh that failed, correct? Oh, the salt dome, the, the salt, the top of the salt dome. Yeah, well, what they what they realized is, is the company next door to us, it was their well. Every time they wanted to get propane out, <clears throat> they'd have to pressure the well back up. I mean, it wouldn't hold the pressure on. And they must have knew that. But anyway, so it had a leak in it. Don't know how long it'd been leaking. Oh wow! So it just finally made its way to the earth crust out here, and then just started saturating ground with that 
LP, until the pressure got so great, the ground just started to roll. And when it did, it broke through right by our player and caught a fire. Went down and blowed that hole out. I mean, it blowed stumps and everything else out of that hole. Yeah, I think, uh, and Alton was a driver, wasn't he? He was a driver back then, yes. And I was a mechanic. Wasn't he on the, um, the loading rack at the time? I, th- I think Alton was on the fuel island. Oh, okay. He was on his truck up at the time. Yeah. Matter of fact, his, his trailer is the one that, that uh, the speed gauge qualified. Oh, wow. And it was sitting there blowing flame out after the speed gauge. Yeah. That's back when we had speed gauges and not the sight gauges. Right, yeah. Yeah, I think I remember him telling me about that. So we lost his truck too, right? Yeah. And every everything melted. I think everybody just took off running. If y'all know, uh, Phil Ezel retired a couple of years ago. He was there that day in the shop, and uh, he told me he turned over his shoulder and looked up and saw that ball of fire. And all he, <clears throat> excuse me, all he could do was start running. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, then they had to run through all the racks there on the tank car rack to get out. Yeah, that's right. Out there. All that were that was there a train there? No, there wasn't no train at that time, and it's lucky because I mean, I think this happened around nine forty-two, and that's about the time Amtrak comes through here. Oh wow! Uh, but I think they had to. I think it was a little before Amtrak come through because they had to stop Amtrak. They, they didn't bring Amtrak through that morning. Right. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's amazing. So and and guys, that that pond is still sitting right behind Jerry's office, uh, with that yeah. with that truck trailer in it. Any toolboxes following that thing? No, they they move toward the uh, railroad tracks out here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you got a new toolbox out of the deal, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I got a I got a new toolbox and a few tools. <laughs> uh, it was amazing. What really made me mad is they. The insurance company or, or enterprise said, no, you can't touch your tools. We're getting all the trucks and stuff out of here. And we had to walk right by our toolboxes and not even be able to touch them or nothing, you know. That's, yeah. Man, we get them out of here. We No, don't touch them. So, did what we were told. So, here's a, I, I wrote down several questions. Here's a, here's a good one I'd like, I'd like to know. Uh, you, you've seen enterprise grow from, a very small privately held company. Um, and fortunately I, I think particularly at places like pedal and bro bridge, it does feel like a family owned and, and run organization, but you've seen it grow, uh, until it, it's one of the largest midstream companies around, um, o- over that time, what was the most significant change that affected you and how did it affect you as enterprise grew? What, what what thing affected you the most? What part of that change in growth do you think? Oh. Well, there's probably several things. Uh, uh, some of the experiences, uh, like a procedure, say, you do uh, on a truck or something, and you may be done it wrong, and the 
what you learn from that. I mean, I wouldn't change hardly anything, but what you learn from from doing it wrong that first time to where you knew next time don't do it like that no more. You know, it's just it's different things that, that, that change. And then uh, also all the paperwork. <laughs> uh, I've seen it go from literally a pen and, and paper to computer. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that was a big change there, you know. And when they brought the computers in, it's just, uh, and this is in the office, not really necessarily on the truck until later on. Uh, but in the office, everything went on the computer, you know. And it, it was a big difference. Sure, yeah. Uh, I would imagine you're, that's probably one thing you won't miss. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. And I'm not a computer whiz. Yeah, no, <laughs> I got you. Now, we do have quite a few automated systems now. It's Heck, just in the time I've been here, Jerry, gosh, we, oh, we've, yeah. we've gone from paper manifests to everything is behind a piece of glass, you know, the, the tablets and the trucks, and there are, everything's GPS-enabled, and, of course, everybody's favorite, the cameras. Um, it, it's amazing to me what, the, the things that the information that we've got at the touch of a, a button, but I, I can certainly see how that kind of change um, can, can be uh, a little cumbersome for, for some because it's much different. And if, you know, I was in the generation that grew up with computers. Um, if you didn't grow up with them, I know it's, it's a, it's a little, a little more difficult, but uh so I can imagine you won't miss the the computer stuff. So, well, man, Jerry, that's I think you you have done a, a phenomenal job um, with uh, with pedal, whether it be in uh, in the shop, uh, turning wrenches, leading the mechanics, or uh, leading the terminal guys. Let me tell you something. Um, I think it's uh, it's probably common knowledge in the trucking industry. Our op margin is razor thin, um, and the the key to this game is remaining efficient and watching your cost. And I don't know that there's a terminal manager out there that watches his pennies as close as Jerry does. And, and I'll just I'll use fuel as an example. I think. Every time you get uh, a load of fuel from, what is it, Pine Belt Oil Company? Isn't that who supports you guys? Yeah. You go out there and uh, negotiate with the, with the guy when he drops it off, and I think you, you're able to improve your price quite a few times. Is that right? Well, I do that when I call and order it. Yeah. Uh, go over the price with him pretty, pretty uh, significantly. And, we, you know, we've – We've changed from getting it. Uh, we used to predominantly get it from Pilot Flying J, bulk fuel. I'm talking about, and uh, we uh, we started getting it uh, from ourselves, from Enterprise, and trucking it ourselves uh, to most terminals, except for Pedal, because we just we couldn't beat the price that Jerry's been able to negotiate with Pine Belt. So it would be foolish to to make a change just to change. It's uh, so. Um, I, I appreciate everything you have done from watching the watching the pennies to 
just operationally making things happen every day um, and putting up with me and my great ideas. I know that's a challenge sometimes. At least I get told that up here. So I'm, I'm going to turn it over to you, Jerry. We're, we're going to wrap it up. We're coming up on 30 minutes. Probably didn't seem like that long. But uh, I'll give the mic to you, Jerry, and ha- let you have the last word. Do you have any words of wisdom for our listeners? Well, all I can say is that uh, my time with Enterprise, I have enjoyed tremendously. Uh, there's probably a few changes I'd make on through the years, but uh, I sit back and look at them now, and it, it seems like it, it, man, it ain't been 46 years that I've been here. I mean, it's just it's amazing as time goes by. Yeah. But I would just say, you know, if, if, if you come to work for Enterprise, you're coming to work for a good company, and uh, it's more family-oriented than, than most companies are. And the benefits, I don't think you'll find the benefits any better. Uh, just hang in there and you do them a good job and they're going to take care of you. And, uh, that's not all I got there, Casey. Just well, to, I appreciate the time, I've enjoyed Jerry. it. Yeah, thank you very yeah. much. And I look forward to uh, getting out there. We're we're trying to get a get transportation from the airport to to the hotel and and to your dinner, uh, but uh, we'll figure it out. I got Betty on it, so I think she's working with Keith. Guys, uh, that's yeah. we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up for uh, for this episode. I appreciate you tuning in, and uh, I guess I will see you guys in the hammer lane. Stay safe. Appreciate it. This has been a podcast for you, our favorite employee. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Casey and the team. If you would like to submit a question, remember to email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. Again, that's thehammerlane at eprod.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And remember, do the best you can every day.